today I have my Halloween Havoc Week 1 review for you for WWE NXT. If you've been following along, you know what to do. Joe is coming through with his top stocks of the week. You're going to love it. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. Up first, Roxanne Perez went up against Kiana James and defeated her in the Devil's Playground match. What stood out to me? You know what? Her energy, Roxanne Perez's energy, makes me happy to watch wrestle. Makes me happy to be a wrestling fan. I was very impressed with her intensity throughout the match. All the way to which she wanted. Moveset was great. Kiana James, you know, she still has trouble sticking the landing you know but other than that it was a really good match I graded out as a as a B right that's a B good no problem I was happy with it good devil's playground match maybe they could have used the environment a little bit more but I think time wise they only can do so much Then if you were paying attention, the next match was really good. Lewis King has arrived in WWE NXT, and he took on Dante Chen, the gatekeeper of NXT, right? He likes to test the new talent. So Dante Chen, a uh, really good performance, right? Put on a really good show. Uh, drop kicks were there. Everything was clicking. Lexus King gives me that. Chris Jericho vibe, right? I don't want to compare him to Chris Jericho. I'm just saying he gives me that vibe where it's like, all right, he wants to play to the crowd. He's he's starting to learn, you know, how to get reactions here in NXT right away. It was really good, actually. And I think his moveset is perfect for WWE NXT and the opponents he's going to face, um, potentially. Uh, some of the bigger names rather quickly depending on how his matches go how exciting the matches are i assume he would move up the ladder quicker because this was a great start and you have to give credit to dante chen you know he puts lexus king over in a wonderful match i mean the inverted ddt to finish it off icing on the cake right off the ropes it was super sweet he took a little bit long to set it up but it, it was just kind of all part of the the whole show, right? Fog all around the ring. You know what I mean? Like, this this was a good match. No, uh, nobody came down to mess it up. There was nothing to where they couldn't finish it. I really liked just the flow of it and the way it ended. Good match. I give it a B as well. Kalani Jordan up against Ariana Grace. And that was a good match. A um, few things about that match. First, I feel like the talent level and the performance level, um, just everything was pretty even. I feel like all that's even. But as the match went on, right, just like the beginning of the match, as the match is going, that's how I feel. But as this match went on, I feel like Ariana could have gave her a little bit better of a match. 
Um, I still feel like it was a good match, and Kalani Jordan showcased a lot of very, very uh, good skills in the way she can flip into her uh, leg drops and the way she can get up on the ropes and is comfortable there. Um, and she's quick to her feet as well as uh, giving the appearance of um, doing a lot of damage. Everything was looking like she can continue to grow a WWE NXT, which raises the question. Ariana Grace has been around and I look at that performance and I feel like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity there for her, even though she's putting Kalani over. Just felt like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity. I give that match a C plus grade. But the question remains, where does Ariana Grace really fit in on WWE NXT if you're losing to Kalani Jordan? And it seems to me you were getting the camera time and the face time a lot longer and a lot, you know, much before her. So I feel like um, there's just something afoot there. That's all. Then we get Chase U versus Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And let me say something. I actually sort of like all of these guys. I think they're all pretty good. I think they all have their own you know, things about them that make them unique and make them, you know, fun to watch. I feel like give credit to Duke Hudson of Chase University for coming in, playing the part well, really fitting into the scheme of everything. Then turn around and look at Andre Chase. And I have to say in this match and the match prior he had on NXT, I think that he needs to spend a little bit more time in the gym. They need to let him spend a little bit more time in the gym, not working out, but wrestling. Because I feel like he's been doing so much with performing in the, in, in front of the camera that the fundamentals and just pure good wrestling that I was getting from him, I didn't feel like I was getting that in this match. And Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks Lorenzo put on a good performance, good match. They, they, everybody sold this match well. But I, but I feel like Andre Chase is kind of that one guy. Maybe it's just a little bit of an outlier. But it seems to me, it really seems to me that he needs just a little bit more time in the gym. And you're going to have, you know... A lot of success with Chase University. And them bringing in more people to Chase University is the smartest thing they could do right now. Bringing in more talent there, bringing the spotlight on to Chase U is a great move for the WWE NXT. In my opinion, I don't know, you know, if you bring some something in that could really replace that. But based on this match, I'm going to go with a B minus. Because I feel like it was, there was a lot of drama in this match. So I have to give it more than a C-plus grade. More than a C-grade, obviously. Because they really did have a good match. But I like the dramatics in the match. 
to me something else here with these two teams going against each other. And they're two of the bigger teams, right? Two of the bigger teams and factions, I should say, in WWE NXT. Thank you. How about Blair Davenport versus Gigi Dolan? Whew. Gigi Dolan is just something else, isn't she? But Blair Davenport, you know what? Give her credit. They they did this match exactly right. Let me tell you how they did this match. Blair Davenport is built up. She came from WWE NXT UK when they were running that um, over there with that. And she was with that uh, that outfit over there. But then she, she was brought in here because she was one of the better stars over there. She connected with the crowd better. She, she played her role well. And that's exactly what she did. She is the hardcore chick. She comes in here ready to beat you with the stick, ready to hit you with the chair, slam you through a table. She wants to do it all. And Gigi Dolan is tough as nails, right? Remember, she's been, she's rolled with some of the toughest. So now on her own, she's, you know, trying to capture that kind of tough girl uh, look and, and she's been doing a good job of that I think that this was a great place for her to be on NXT in this period of time in my opinion but I feel like it was just a match that she was not destined to win because Blair Davenport is that tough um, very physical uh, uh, chick that gets in there and makes you really recognize women's wrestling uh, with her hardcore brutality throughout the match. And I think with Gigi Dolan, she likes to more of a specialist, more of a, a technical wrestler. So I could easily see Blair Davenport winning this match. It, it fits her personality, her persona better. WWE NXT did a great job. And then these two, uh, Blair Davenport and Gigi Dolan going out there. And the way they went at each other, just laid it out there. And I like that Gigi Dolan at no point was taking any time. And I think maybe that's probably some of a conversation or something they have. Like, hey, we got to get through quite a few matches here. So do your best to, you know, suck it up or whatever they tell you, I guess. And... She, you know, took some serious damage. Um, and at one point you think, oh, she's going to lay there for a second. And she pops right back up. And uh, I think that's a true testament of how tough she is. So don't be surprised to kind of see her evolve into more of a hardcore wrestler. Uh, you know, and even Cora Jade gives, gave you that uh, element to everything going on with uh, having some type of weapon to suit your personality, right? So that is exactly what I'm getting at here. I'm going to give this match an A-. minus. A-, minus. I, I like the match. Um, I wish it was longer, but I know that they did a good job of using the environment, and I appreciated that. So A- minus on that match. Next match was Lola Vice up against Carmen Petrovic. Karate meets MMA. 
And a few things. What stood out to me the most in this match was that they both just need to keep working on their moveset, keep growing, keep practicing, keep learning new things, and they'll be great. For real, because they have the potential. They were both very quick workers, which I appreciated a lot, especially for the moveset they were using, that they were both using. It just, the way their kind of styles looked and how they're swinging around their kicks, how they're wanting to use, you know, every part of their body. Everything was good. I was I was okay with all of that. I thought it was a pretty good match. I'm surprised, you know. It was one of those matches that kind of surprises you. Like, hey, I haven't really paid much attention to these two. Maybe I should. But I also want to see them mix in a little bit more. Mix in some more work. Um, just keep growing. Because I, I have to give that match a C. Just for the moves they used and how it ran. But the quick work, you know, definitely uh, makes it a C. So... Overall, Lola Vice uh, was impressive in, in winning this match, but uh, Carmen Petrovic uh, was also on top of her game. They just need to learn a little bit, you know, more to put into their, their wheelhouse. And, and I think they'll be good. I think they'll be happy with it. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. Then a real crowd favorite. Lyra Valkyra. I like how NXT supports their talent. And when the people come back to NXT, like Becky Lynch, they're like, oh yeah, we remember you. You left us, you know. But it's like, no, no, no. That's part of the business. They're supposed to leave. They're supposed to go to the big game. Let's go to the big time. You know what I mean? So I was very impressed with Becky Lynch coming here and putting Lyra Valkyra over. Jade Cargill makes an appearance. Um, they didn't really utilize that well. Could have been better. They showed her one time. Um, in that match um, no other shots of her but the match was good so maybe I mean that plays into it but yeah I mean they showed her one time and that was it and uh, they made a big deal of, uh, about it but then it was like she was gone poof she's gone um, so Lyra Valkyra can start her run um, and I think what's very very crucial for Becky Lynch is how she rebounds off of that because she made a big deal and a big build up of holding the belt and it's gone so does she storm back to try to get it we still got you know day number two of Halloween Havoc tomorrow on Tuesday so how does it play out um it's gonna be interesting to watch does Beth Clint stick around is this something she even needs to stick around for uh, in my opinion no so overall, I feel like you had a very interesting turn of events with Lyra Valkyra winning. I don't know if many people gave her a chance or um, thought that she could win this. The crowd was behind her. Her moveset was very good. She shows she has the strength, the durability to hang and to hold up in these matches against the best the man Becky Lynch overall I was happy with the match I give that match an A I give that match an A flat A 
Which brings me to the final gray for WWE NXT Havoc night one or week one, whatever you want to call it. For the entire card, I would grade that as a B flat. I'll give it a flat B for the entire card for WWE NXT Havoc night one. Now I'll be back after WWE NXT night two and you can subscribe to Preston Super Show and be one of the first to hear about that. So enjoy Joe up next and he has some good information for you. Try to help you make some money here folks. That's what it's about to get you folks to get you excited. And remember we're not financial advisors. Please do your own homework, your own research. Thank you and God bless. say like that ticker by ticker just like that so starting off amazon short-term bearish long-term bullish coke long-term bullish medium to short-term bearish but long-term overall bullish mcdonald's long-term bullish short-term bullish tesla short-term bearish short-term very bearish Long-term bullish. A lot of cool things coming out. Cybertruck, you name it. Uh, again, just going back to the whole McDonald's thing, Coca-Cola thing. I'm just worried about how the next generation is going to go about what they eat and what they consume on a day-to-day basis. Now, I know these companies are massive and they have more than just one product. Just because you know the Big Mac or just because you know Diet Coke doesn't mean that's the only thing they have. right? They have a lot of stuff and they have the resources to come up with the healthy stuff. So that's what's going to keep them in the game anyway. And I'm sure they have the stuff now, but the new generation, as everyone gets smarter and wiser, they don't want to be eating or drinking that junk no more. They really don't. Gen Z doesn't give a shit about it. They'll eat it a little bit, but overall they don't, you know, they don't pour every little ounce of their money into it.